The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And good Wednesday morning and welcome to another edition of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands, WTJX. FM of yours truly, Neville James. Today is the 19th of October, 2022. It's a beautiful day. In paradise, we got a great show. We got the candidate speaking, our two. We got... um. Candidate Donna Fred Gregory, number 11, incumbent senator from the District of St. Thomas, St. John, joining us in our number two. So looking forward to that. We got someone simply here, uh, here in the house, and we'll have a, a great interview. And of course, you know, our interviews with the incumbents are different from the non-incumbents for obvious reason. Incumbents, you know, we got to let them know. We got to ask them what they've been doing as opposed to the non-incumbents, so we're going to be asking them what they plan to do. So, um, looking forward to that. Also, um, reached out to the supervisor of elections, Carolyn Fox, hoping to hear from her. We didn't get to speak with, uh, we didn't get to do the Tuesday thing yesterday because we had two candidate speak, uh, candidates on. Uh, two candidates speak guests, right? Two senatorial candidates. Uh, on yesterday, Senator Samuel Carrion and um, Senator Carla Joseph, St. Croix and St. Thomas were represented yesterday. So we're going to do a little midweek thing, hopefully, with the supervisor of elections, or if not, maybe one of her deputies. We'll see, but that'll be at 820. And then I reach out to my good friend, Dwayne Henry Falil Bushti. I want to pick up a conversation that I had on Monday, uh, on the table talk uh, with the boys, of course, that being Ronnie Russell, Donald Ducks Cole, and Armando, Armando Rocky Leibold. And the last question I asked them, which triggered some responses, even from my listeners, was should we mandate road paving from every administration in year one? And, uh, Rocky and Duck said no, but it really wasn't a full no. It was because of uh, circumstances and that um, they didn't want limitations for year one only. And Rani and I were year one. But the reason why I asked that question, and it's been a pet peeve of mine on, on, the, on the program, and this is an administration problem. I noticed this from when I was going into my last year of college in 1986. And... Um, we were heading back to, to college, and I noticed that summer a lot of road pavings were going on. And then that my dad, my, my dad and my mom's uh, explained to me, it's an election year. And, you know, you know you're, you're young, green, and you're learning, you know. And it's been a historical practice uh, by administration. So... I want all the Brian Roach people, them to know, because I know that, you know, there's 20 days left and 
until the election and we're in the early voting cycle and you know um everything you say people to might want to interpret them like an attack and all that stuff this is not a brian roach creation okay this has been happening for donkey years like we say here in the, in the territory right colloquially in the region right and what we asking of every administration is that even if you're going to do that, right, because you want to do things so that they're fresh in the minds of the voters, we also want you to do things early on. And we're actually doing you a favor by doing that. Because when you do a lot of things early on, then you have the ability during the re-election window to say, I didn't wait until it was time for re-election. We were doing what we were supposed to be doing all along. Right? That's all the Yankee to say, right? All along. And, you know, I'm serious. So I'm asking all administrations going forward, whether it be the Brian Roach administration getting re-elected, um, a, a new administration, whomever gets re-elected, 2026, 2030, what have you. When the legislature appropriates monies and monies are readily available, don't hesitate to pave our roads. We owe it to our pockets. We owe it to our cars. We owe it to the infrastructure. Right? We owe it to visitors when they come here and they drive in and the, the taxi drivers or those who rent in it ain't got to be dodging, you know, bad roads, potholes, what do you want to call it, right? Let's be infrastructure obsessed, okay? Knock out these things early on, right? I know, you know, politically it's good to do things late and you want it fresh in people's mind and all that stuff. But also keep in mind, right, that uh, two things. Don't take the voters for granted. It's number one. And number two, um, we have to live during year, years one, two, three of the four-year terms to get to year four. So take care of us during that time as well. Okay? So that's the reason why we went that route. So what I call Rocky, I said, Rocky, I know I, that one had to apologize. I had to go. He said, no, 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 no. It wasn't that. No, it was just that. We don't want to limit it to, to year one. We want it to year one, two, three, and four. Of course, of course. But I believe earlier we need to force administrations to make a infrastructure commitment from the get go, right? Out the gate, out the box, right? And that was something. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that uh, uh, during the little bush tea discussion we're gonna have uh, later on uh, this hour, right? Um, Yankees won, okay? So Yankees are in the American League Championship Series. That actually starts tonight. Yankees finally uh, moved past the Cleveland Guardians. For years, that team was known as the Cleveland Indians, but there have been a lot of changes uh, in names and all that stuff. So out of respect for uh, our um, Native family, Native Americans. So they're no longer the Indians, they're the Cleveland Guardians. And that series went the distance. 
So Yankees now will play the Houston Astros. I believe this is the third time they're going to play the Houston Astros in American League Championship Series since 2017. In both instances, 2017 and 2019, the Houston Astros were successful. They were the winners. Um, on the National League side, the Philadelphia Phillies, Mister. They keep winning. The team with the least amount of wins, I believe, at least amount of wins coming into the entire playoffs. They had won game one of the National League Championship Series last night in San Diego. So they lead that series one to nothing. Um, great pitching. And um, two home runs. One of them ain't come down yet. They get knocked so hard and so far, it's still going. So that's what we got. Now locally, um, Watching the, the COVID numbers, um, I had a moderate sample, 252 negatives and 13 um, positives. So 19 to 1, so definitely met the 5% threshold. However, we go keep eye on the volume. 11 positives on St. Croix, 2 on St. Thomas, so that's 27 positives on St. Croix. In the last two uh, data samples, actives now up at 42, right? 35 on St. Croix, 6 on St. Thomas, 1 on St. John, okay? But the good thing is we hold in study. Uh, deaths have been at 123 for over a month now. And I only spoke with um, Dr. Huntsies on Monday. She said we didn't have anybody on ventilators at that particular time. So hopefully that's the case, but we've had um, 26. 29 positives in the last two data samples, so you got to be careful there. All right? Nationally, um, positivity rate actually creep up 0.2% to 8.7%. Um, hospitalization still in the 26,000 range went up a couple hundred between yesterday and today. And actually, um, when we came in on Monday, it was at 26,475 Yesterday, 26.025, and now it's at 26.307, right? So there was a 450 drop, and then now there's been a 282 increase between yesterday and and now. We got this one in the New York Times. They do a daily tracker, okay? And 3,114 of those hospitalized are... Um, in ICU, okay? Average deaths at 382. Definitely go keep an eye on that. Um, Mr. DJ, see if you could call the weather service. I got a question I wanted to ask them with respect to what we're dealing with right here now. Um, in the marketplace yesterday, good day. In the marketplace, Dow was up 337.98 points, closing at 30,523. Dow was up 1.12%, 25 of the 30 blue chip stocks. Saw gains. NASDAQ up nine tenths of a percent. SP up 1.14%. Russell 2000 up 1.16%. So, um, you know, another day, right? Another dollar. And uh, we'll see how that one, that one works. We got the weather service. Uh, let's get a little midweek uh, update here. Good morning to the weather service. Who am I speaking with? Mary Angelus. Mary Angelus. Come on, Tom. Muy bien, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How's Puerto Rico? Pretty good, actually. The temperature is really nice over here, and the skies are pretty clear for now. That's why I called to ask you. Um, it, today is a perfect day in paradise? 
Well, technically only for a couple of hours because some patches of moisture will come into the area as well as for the U.S. Virgin Islands. Okay. Um, no Sahara dust right now? No. Uh, we're expecting some Saharan dust um, early tomorrow morning, but it's nothing like significant. It's just going to be like very light um, Saharan dust. You probably are not going to see it, notice it that much. So there's not going to be a, a high Sahara dust visibility? No, it's just going to be, it, it's not going to be significant at all. Okay, good. Now, okay. Um, good day for the boaters and, and beachgoers? Yes, so far um, we only have one to four feet um, of um, in the in the local waters, and then the wind is going to be mostly from the east at about from from fifteen from ten to fifteen knots. So it's not going to be anything like major. So it's going to be pretty calm and pretty nice for for the people that are going to be in the waters. Okay, good. When are we looking at any any rain for the during the remainder of the week? Yes. Um, it's mostly going to be like some patches of moisture that will come into the area starting today onwards, but it's just going to be, it's not going to be anything, anything significant. It's just going to be mostly like more seasonal patterns through the end of the week. Okay. So nothing significant. Nothing significant. Is, mm -hmm. there, is there anything on the radar we need to take a look at? Because, um, technically we're still in the hurricane season until the last day of November. Yes. Um, as of right now, we are not um, monitoring any system in the Atlant Atlantic, so we're good so far on that. Okay, good. So everything's um, pretty much status quo. We're going to be okay today and, and for the rest of the week? Exactly, yeah. Only some patches of moisture that will come into the area, but nothing significant as of right now. And temperatures will be fluctuating in the upper 80s and um, lower 90s. Uh, let me ask so a question. What, what about? I'm sorry about that. Sorry for interrupting you. Because um, no, you're good. um you're good. We, we've got a we've got a, a a reduction in the humidity. Um, it's not as humid as it once was, um, throughout September and the early part of October. Sure. Is that going to yes. be the pattern? Yes, mm -hmm. that's going to be the pattern. It's not going to be until um the weekend that the models are suggesting more humidity into the area, but we will worry about that later on. So because then we will we will have more information about that. Okay. Thank you very much, Mary Angelis. Appreciate that. No problem. Oh, how, by the way, quickly, how's Vieques and Culebra? Pretty uh, good, actually. Um, they only have, for only Culebra has a moderate risk of rip currents. But other than that, everything else is pretty normal. Okay. Okay, good. So mm -hmm. we're good. We're good. Thanks a lot. Yes, Appreciate okay. it. No problem. Have a great day. Okay, you too. That's on Mary Angelis. Don't live on the weather. I like talking with her, but I, I, I don't know if you guys notice it. Right, but I really enjoy, you know, talking with um you know, the the weather service. You know, they are so amenable to, you know, being you know, you know, ask questions about where we at and all that stuff, you know. And, and I, that's also um a part of our our thing here that, that that we do that's a little different. Um uh oh. I just got word that um there was a power outage over there on St. Thomas. Uh, for six hours, and and the guy made sure that when he spelt it, he spelt it H O W E R S, like how you don't pronounce it, right? Hours. It's actually hours, you know. <laughs> wow, that's not good. It's not good. I wonder if I could call somebody to find out what caused that and if there's actually a rotation going on and all that stuff. I can send. A, what I can do is I can send a text message. 
um, Mr. Rufus Tumble. I'm gonna send a text message out to to Kyle Fleming, right? Cause that's how we do things. And this mix, right? I'm gonna send a message out to Kyle Fleming and ask him, um, mm, good morning, right? Good morning. Was the power outage in St. Thomas last night? A rotation thing or an incidental thing, right? Because six hours is significant. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and um, really, we really don't need that. You know, We're really trying to get away from that. Um, because you know the level of frustration is real. You know, and it impacts so many different things. You know, uh, uh, six hours is significant too. So, yeah, keep an eye on that. So I send that text message. Hopefully, uh, he lands me a uh, whole island outage. Oh, that's a whole different thing, right? So, um, we got to figure out, you know, what's going on with that one, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I got. Um, what we're gonna do is we got um tell tell him to to hold off uh until uh eight forty. Okay? Tell him to hold off until eight forty. Uh so we could we could bring that in during the bush tea talk. Cause what we're gonna do is um we're gonna go for a break, so I really wouldn't want to start that conversation and we, we already commit to talking to the um election system supervisor and she has confirmed that she's gonna be calling in. Uh, during our first break, and then we'll be talking with her during that middle segment of the first hour. Okay, good. So she's on the line already. So what we'll do is, um, let me say good morning to her. Good morning, Madam Supervisor. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Neville? I'm you good. I'm good. I'm good. I just want to be courteous and don't have you waiting there. So what we do is, we're going to head to a break now. When we come back, uh, we'll get an update on when I receive a text from uh, the boss, she told me we were over 4,000, so we'll get another update. That didn't include yesterday's number, so I'm looking forward to that. And then when we're done with that talk, uh, uh, when, we, when we go into the Little Bush Tea segment at 8.40, um, we'll talk about what took place, hopefully, last night, or what's going on at the um, power plant, the randolph Holly power plant over there in St. Oh, okay. Thomas. Okay, so we'll take a break. We got the Supervisor of Elections joining us. We'll be back uh, right after this. Bank of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go, and our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallows Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. BankofStCroix.com. If you're worried your friend may be struggling, remember, you don't have to be there to be there. You could say how while you will get a fake tattoo. You could ask with an app if it works for you. You could chat on a game, kick off your flip-flops. You could ask on your couch while you binge watch. Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking. 
reach out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. Good morning, neighbor. I see you got your bumper stickers and your hat sign up, Paulie. Yes, I'm so ready for this election season. Me too. Just waiting for the info on the polling places and then ballots. What polling places? You mean voting centers? The election system is using voting centers this year, where you can go anywhere across the island, walk in, fill out a ballot. Just bring your ID. Really? Because my daughter lives in Tutu, but walk all the way by the airport and would try to run back home before the sun goes down to vote. Nope. You're no longer stuck to just your neighborhood on election day. Voting centers mean you can vote anywhere in your district. And the next time, try the early voting option too. Skip the line altogether on election day. Girl, you have all the good tips this year, man. So, who's going to win? Ha! Read my yard sign. Then pick any voting center. Just remember, voting is not just your right. It's, it's the, the right, right thing, thing to do. A message from the election system of the Virgin Islands. And <clears throat> excuse me, and we're back here. Uh, I analyzed this, and we've got uh, we done a, a a Wednesday thing, not a Tuesday thing, with uh, the supervisor of elections, Carolyn Fox, out of the West. Good morning, Madam Supervisor. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Good morning to you and your listening audience, Neville. Mm. All is well. Mm-hmm. Just calling to give you an update on where we are. Go right ahead. And make some adjustments to my goal. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so far, I go, think... It's going to pick up, man. It's going to pick up. It, it's going to pick up, yeah, but we made some readjustments. Yeah. So, so far, in Sinclair, we had 2,145 voted for 11%. St. Thomas, 2,224 so far. 11 percent and in st john 155 7 percent for a total of 4524 that is of last night and again that's with the revised registered voters st croix we have 19,620. st thomas like i told you is going to get down we still got a little bit more to go 20,324 and st john 2,315. Um, I'd like to just touch on the peak times for the groups. In St. John, we notice the peak time of the voters at 12 noon and 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. The age group is the same throughout the territory. 65 to 74 is the first, and then 55 to 64 is the first. The ballot type, which is 73% usage, is the activation card. On St. Thomas, their peak times are 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and on St. Croix, our peak times is 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. So, again, we encourage voters to come out, not wait until the last minute. It's open daily, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. throughout the weekend. Don't wait until the last day, which will be a Monday, the 31st of October, Halloween Day, to come out. So, we, you know, we can encourage, continue to encourage everyone to participate that wants to participate. We're open. At the election system office in St. Croix, St. Joseph Hospitality Suite in the Midwest. Then in St. Thomas, we have the election systems office, Lockhart Garden Shopping Center, and Tutu Park Mall, the old Scotia Bank. And then St. John is the St. John elections office. Again, another category, can't forget our absentee, that continues. Again, if folks on the island 
we like to do absentee, you need to pick those up or coordinate for those in advance. The mail-out process has ended, so right now you can't do absentee up until election day. However, if we have early voting going on, we try to encourage folks, if they can, to do the early voting. On St. Croix, so far we had 86 return. We had 109 walking. We had 201 that was mailed out. And six was military or overseas. So far, only 86 came back. St. Thomas, St. John, we had 111 walk-in. We have 329 mail-out. We had four you cover. And right now, 47 is back. So, again, we're encouraging folks, when you get your absentee ballot, fill it out as soon as possible and mail it back as soon as possible. You should vote by November 8th, and not because you have 10 days after, try to mail it out before. We're still in a hurricane season. We don't know what will happen. The mail process is not under our control. So we're encouraging all the voters to return your absentee ballot as soon as possible. Any quick questions of me? No, no, I actually got some data for you, right? Uh I got some data for you, so so this will make the conversation even sweeter, right? So, you said 19,620, that's the vote account for St. Croix, right? The 2020 census has St. Croix's population at 41,004, right? Mm -hmm. So, that means that less than half, right? So, we're going to do the math here live and direct for the listeners and all that stuff. 19,620 divided into 41,004, 47.8%, right, yeah. right, of our population on St. Croix is registered to vote, right? Now, St. Thomas, you said 20,324, and that's not a final number, right? No, that's not a final number. You're still scrubbing, right? Um, so if we use that number anyway. Right, and St. Thomas's population for this 2020 census is at 20 is at 42,261. So we divide 20,324 into 42,261. Same for uh, 48%, close to it yeah, again. Same. Right, for 48 is actually 48.1%. Right, and then check this out though, St. John. Right, John. you got Saint John at two thousand three fifteen, right? Saint John, Saint John population is three thousand eight eighty one. So more than half of the population, fifty nine point six percent, right? Uh, yeah, fifty nine point six percent of the people who live in Saint John registered to vote. Ain't that something? That's, <laughs> no, that's significant, you know. Thomas, though. So, okay. I think he'll drop a little bit. No, you're going to drop the, the percentage, going to get higher? Oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It'll get, low, it'll get lower. It'll get lower, correct? Because it, it's, the, it's the numerator. Yeah, it's the numerator that drop in, not the denominator. You're right. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You're right. Okay, 59.6. You know, that's what currently is because we ain't touched them yet. But No, but that's a, yeah, that's but that's a solid percentage for St. Thomas compared to St. Croix and St. John. Wow. Wow. That's nice. That's nice. And look, I always tell people, you know, you got something special about St. John. We're going to keep an eye on St. John. But that's good. Now, that's now, now, also, right, and I tell the public this, and I remember I had this conversation with uh, Laura Rich Mills. I haven't spoken to her in a while. I got to get her back on her and uh, Johnny Robinson so we could talk about this. Um, I have always believed that um, when you get a census, the census don't catch everybody, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's just how it is, right? 
Um, so I at at eighty seven thousand one hundred and forty six, um, which is actual people counted during the twenty twenty census. Now, uh, historically, everybody don't get catching the census. That's number one, and then number two, the census was conducted in a COVID year during COVID, right? right? Mm-hmm. So me personally, I like to add a little anywhere from eight to ten percent. So if oh, that's the okay. case. We probably got a population somewhere between 93, 95,000, thereabouts. Yeah, um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and you've been traveling. I, I went to, I, I, I got away three times this year. Um, i sorry, um, Madam Supervisor, but people coming here left and right, the plane them always back home, coming home. Exactly. So, and everybody can be visiting. I believe they got people relocating here. That's just me, right? So, they have um, a few, and I, I know a few after the hurricane in Florida. Mm-hmm. So, a family come down with like, three kids and a, and a, and a mother so but there are people relocating okay and again yeah. we won't capture them until they start to get into our system mm-hmm. whether it's through human services or the schools and then you could see the numbers starting to increase but that's a trend of you know moving and shifting a population it happens over time you know life is a cycle and a circle you start at the top you go around to the bottom and you come back to the top so we will rise again just like everything else mm-hmm. you know you're born you live you die and you go around in the circle so we are at that point where we're going to be rising from and the bottom 6 o'clock portion going up. Past, past, 10, past 10, 11 to get to the top of the, exactly. the, 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 top, the top of the hour. Now, let me ask this question. Things been going smooth at the polling centers. I voted on Monday and, oh. uh, and I went down. I, I, um, I remember I had committed to doing the, the, elect, the um, elections okay. office, but um, my people them tell me out of loyalty. Um, don't even dare think about going to election system. <laughs> Come back to St. Joseph. So um, Terrell Alexandre and um, and uh, Pat Brown had me to know report. So I did that. So I was down there on Monday. Absolutely, absolutely smooth. I was looking for you in the east because I still have <laughs> yeah, the process that I wanted yeah, yeah. you to review. So, but no, but let me give the joke. Let me give the joke now. So I leave there. I leave St. Joseph's after I vote. And I go in post office, so I said, I really should go in there now and try to vote. And I'm like, what she tell me to do? But never, <laughs> never, that's premeditated, breaking the law, don't do it. <laughs> no, that's why I was waiting for you up there, so I wanted to show you how it's done. So at least you're with me, so you could show what, what it says. Yeah, so yeah. again, I wanted to show you, so you could still try it. Come by and we'll show you what it will tell you. Yeah. So, so for those who for those who are listening, for those who are listening, um, the supervisor um, asked me to be in this case like a guinea pig, right? And um, vote in one voting center and then try to vote in another one, and you're gonna see what's gonna happen to you. So she has recommended that, you know. So uh, that's interesting. But everything been going smooth at the election system office. Everything good there. Yes, and we're grateful for that. Everything has been going smooth, um, you know, compared to what we had at primary, like I said. And again, folks, now remember, we had three columns on the ballot, and like I said, we made the adjustment, and we went to two columns on the ballot. Mm-hmm. So far, that has worked out tremendously. No kind of error, no machine malfunction. Yeah. And for those who are going to vote... For those who are going to vote on the ballot, the first race on the ballot is the unopposed race for the delegate. That's correct. Yeah, That's not, not the not the gubernatorial race. The delegate race is the first race, so you either vote for the delegate or you vote for the delegate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Federal, because she's federal. That's a federal race, correct. There, correct. And then you go into the local races. Correct, correct. That's and, uh, how it goes. And, and the good thing about the system is uh, if you if you don't vote for the maximum amount of voters, the machine, the system lets you know, right? And it That's gives correct. you that ability to go back, and if you want to um, vote for the quota, you could do that and all that stuff. So it's it's good, it's good. Um, uh, I I think 
I would do that. Okay, so now, check this out. article in the Avis. I like how that gentleman, no, the editor, did that article. The, uh, the one, two, three steps in the Sunday Monday Avis. You park your car, you walk inside, and he explained the process very simply. Mm-hmm. And so we thank all of those who have been out there talking on the radios, telling them about the experience that they've had, and encouraging others to participate. Again, voting started in Georgia on Monday, and like I said, early voting is average of 30 days in most states. Some have up to 50 days of early voting. Well, well check so this, this out. It's not new. It's a safe, secure process. We also have folks that are coming there daily. We had the media there looking at the seals, and they will come back and look at the seals at the end of the day, and they'll come back and look at those seals on election night. And it will be the same process, the same seals. Again, we are transparent, we are secure, it's accessible, and we are fair. Without a doubt. And, and, and about, about Georgia, since you mentioned it, and me and uh, Dwayne Henry, we're going to talk about this uh, during the, our little bush tea talk. We're going to have one uh, in the last segment of this hour. Um, remember in 2020, there was a lot of drop box voting and all that stuff, right? That's correct. And the state of Georgia, of course, you know, a lot of the, the because of the results, um, a lot of the Republican-dominated um, state legislatures, they, 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 they um, eliminated a lot of different ways that, that made it easier for people to vote, right? Correct. Well, um, and one of the things was vote by mail was you had, you had universal mass, um, was it mass voting in 2020, exactly. right? So now some of them eliminated that. But some of the people them show up in, 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 in droves. Well, Yes, sir. Like Five and six hours. People waiting. They exactly. say. They say. They say. Exactly. Whatever are you believe are you going to do to discourage us from voting? We coming out to vote. They have and over one hundred and sixteen thousand on the first day. Could you imagine that? First day. So basically, um, uh, so here's what I was reading on Twitter. They say if you want to get somebody to do something, tell them they can't do it. They can't do it exactly. <laughs> and they will rise up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So that was that 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 was interesting, but you know, um, and and I, I listened to to the different um, ads that um, we run here on our show, and um, the last thing that um, uh, uh, is said in English and in Spanish, it's the right, right thing, to, thing do. to do. You know what I'm saying? And to me, when you only get to do something ever so often, that is a right. You know. You go take advantage of it, Madam Supervisor. Yes. We, yes. we 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 can't encourage that enough. Yes, yes. Well, well. So anything and else? So you, anything else you want to mention? Anything going yeah, on in Saint John? I want to say my my goal now. I'm re- 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 revising my goal after the first week of kicking out mm-hmm. the last revision. I'm going to thirteen thousand six hundred and participate in early voting. Okay. And the last thing I'm after Saint Mary's School this morning at ten to speak to future voters. That's what so, I'm talking about. Again, I like that. Starting from. The lower levels to try to get them encouraged and informed. So by the time they get to the high school level, they'll be ready to participate and and register to vote. So oh, thank let, you. Let, let's talk quickly. Um, we're very disappointed with the early voting numbers, right? Um, for our young people between eighteen and twenty-four, right? That's correct. So so last week when I came on after I saw that uh, after I saw that uh, press release, right? As I tell them, look, we we targeting the twentieth and the twenty-seventh t- tomorrow and next week Thursday. Uh, to encourage the young people to go out and vote. So if you see a little increase in the numbers from the young people tomorrow and next week, Thursday, it's because we're pushing that. Okay, so okay, that's so, great. so if we could get the young people, for those who are listening, your parents, parents, uh, te- uh, encourage your children who may have just graduated from high school, those who are in 12th grade and just made 18, um, tomorrow and next week, Thursday, right? Big day. 
to let them go out and vote. So hopefully we can push the numbers and get the younger population between 18 and 24 to have a better uh, representation uh, in, in the overall partic participation rate in the, in, in the numbers. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Thank yeah. you again. Your voice is your vote. Mm -hmm. Your vote is your voice. Have a dog. great day. Thank you very much. That's um, Carolyn Fox, um, Supervisor of Elections, uh, joining us. And of course, you know, um, today is day number 10, right? So the actual middle day. Well, the cut the fifty percent day is gonna be tomorrow, right? After tomorrow, we're gonna be eleven days in, and we're gonna have eleven more days after that, right? Because um, early voting ends on the thirty-first, right? So we started last week Monday. When we're done tomorrow, which is Thursday, eleven days in, beginning Friday. That's the second half of the early voting window, right? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right? No, 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 excuse me. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That's four. And then one more week, seven more days. Another seven, that's 11. Okay? So we're trying to uh, get a number. The early, the early projection was 17,000. That has now been modified based on the numbers we have so far at 4,524 after nine days. Right? So we're still averaging 500 a day. Right? But I believe this number is going to pick up. Right, I believe what you're gonna have is that big number that we had on day one, which is nine hundred and twenty-nine. Right, we had nine hundred twenty-nine voters on day one last week Monday, and it's been decreasing ever since. We go, we go, we go, we gonna go down, and then as we bank the corner, right, between tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, when Monday next week come, you're gonna start to see that number pick back up again. Okay, so don't uh. Don't, don't give up hope, right? And we want this number. Uh, the early projection was at 17,000. Now that's been modified to 13. Uh, hopefully, um, we can get that number up um, uh, to where we want to go. Like I was saying, right, quickly, uh, record turnout and long lines mark first day of early voting in Georgia. And this is an article from yesterday from CNN. More than 131,000 people cast ballots on Monday. The state's top elections officials said up from roughly 71,000 back in 2018, an 85% increase from the last midterm vote in 2018. There are more than 7 million active voters on the state rolls, according to the Secretary of State's office. So that's significant, okay? So we'll take a break. When we come back, we should get to Henry in the line. I believe also we're going to um, speak quickly with Mr. Devin Grant. And then uh, we go from there. Hopefully I get a response from um, my good friend Kyle Fleming as well. Okay, we'll take a break. Be back right after this. El sistema de elecciones de las Islas Vírgenes lo está haciendo más fácil para que tú formes parte de nuestro equipo por medio de nuestro programa de voluntarios. Estamos en busca de personas buenas como tú que puedan proveer a cada votante el apoyo que necesitan para que efectivamente puedan participar en el proceso de votación. Puede comenzar recogiendo y completando la aplicación para voluntarios de cualquiera de nuestras oficinas en el territorio. Usted puede servir como monitor. También tienes la opción de convertirte en un facilitador, asegurando que los votantes que están votando por primera vez, los envejecientes y la comunidad de deshabilitados puedan votar con confidencia y acertadamente. 
Si tienes el tiempo y estás dispuesto a servir, hay un lugar para ti. Solo inscríbete. Si quieres más información, llama al 340-773-1021. Y recuerda, el votar no es solo su derecho, es lo correcto hacer. ThruLine is always looking for a new spin on historical events we think we understand. And we're so excited and proud that our series on Afghanistan won a Peabody Award. The history of Afghanistan has too often been told by those who tried and failed to control it from outside. We wanted to bring you this history from the voices of Afghans themselves. Listen to ThruLine from NPR every week, Saturdays at 7 a.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Here and analyze this. Good start to the morning, Mary Angelis, down in the National Weather Service with a great conversation. Uh, and of course, um, the Supervisor of Elections, Miss um, Carolyn Fox, out of the West, uh, joining us to give us an update. And now, my good friend, you know, um, <coughs> Bob, Bob Mali had a song, um, Doppy Kankara, right? And they sang the go, Yes, my friend, my good, good friend, Sadway Henry, my good, good friend. Um, we take a street again. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yes, sir. <laughs> them say, them say we free again. Yeah. Right? Dopey right. The Dopey Kankara. You check? So, yep. how are you, man? Good to, good to talk to you. Everything good? Morning. good? I'm doing well, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're going to talk about three things. I know you're, you're going to go for that man in dip. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> let, let, let me ask you that. Since you went there, is it, as, is it as lovely out there as it looks? Because it looks like a gorgeous day in paradise, sir. Absolutamente. <laughs> the water is not cold. It's, as a matter of fact, I was talking to my friend, Lavon Fredrickson, and she was saying, it's been unusually calm the last... Hold on, are you talking about the one and only Lava? The basketball lava. player from Ota Shabot, Lava? Yes. Yes, wow! Yes, yes, wow! Yes. Wow! That's that's you know, awesome. She swims every morning. So, well, you yeah. know she's a beast. Yeah, no, so. I saw her. I saw her. I saw her. Um, I, 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 you know what? Those things where, um, you you scan something and your eyes see somebody and then you get like a reflective recall, right? And yeah. you realize, wait a minute, I believe that's the first night. Just and I look back and I recognize it. Whoa! I said, <laughs> what guy that? And she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was cool. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's not, that's good. Now, a couple of things I want to talk to you about uh, today, <clears throat> right? Um, um, I mentioned it uh, when I was closing out the conversation on the table talk, right? I asked, I asked a, a question to the, to, the, to, the, to the kitchen table members, right? Um, should we mandate that administrations do mass paving in year one so that we're not inundated with the pavings in year four? <laughs> No, 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 no. So check this out, right? What, what, one of my WTJX um, co-workers, Carl Bishad, Sean Williams, he said, you know, 
You really can't do nothing because that's dependent on so many things to include availability of funds and all that stuff, right? So I said, look, I'm aware of that. I just want to raise the level of consciousness where when administrations come in, we want them to know, do things early on and don't wait until it's election time. That's all. Exactly. You know? Because you know it could actually backfire. Yes. Yes. Because, because if you hit a snag and a road is there and finish and it's October, you got problems. Not only that. A snack could be my front end dipping in a hole and carrying the same again. Bam. By, the, by, by, Bam. The, by the time we get to that point. Additionally, right, when you're talking about infrastructure work, that is contingent on the weather cooperating with you. Right? That's another thing. That's right. Yes. You know, so, so it's... If, you wait, go if ahead. you wait until, say, March, by the time contracts and mobilization and think kicking, you know, hurricane season... So, so basically, what we're doing is we're giving administrations advice, right? Yes, we are. Don't, don't, don't buy into what has historically worked for um, for for political um, reasons and administrations in the past. Do uh -huh. be a little outside the box. Do things early so you can brag about it throughout the term. That's all we're doing. It's an accomplishment. Yeah, man. Instead of, instead of something in the works. <laughs> in the works, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, hey, because you know Trump, Trump bastard that, right? Trump had a, Trump had a, um, a discussion with Mike Wallace, right? I'll never forget this. It's Michael Chris. Wait, 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 which one? Chris, 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 Chris right? Chris. And, uh, and, yeah, yeah, he used to work at Fox News, right? So they had a, they had a uh, interview, uh, exclusive in July of 2020. And um, he asked, uh, he asked uh, Donald Trump, so your health care plan, um, um, what, what's the deal with that? Well, that'll be out in a couple of weeks. Now, uh -huh. that was July 2020 or no? Uh -huh. This is October 2022. And that health care plan ain't reached yet. Right? Uh -huh. so, 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 you know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. why, that's why our encouraging administrations, right? Get things uh -huh. done early. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, one of the yeah. things that, 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 that hurt Obama actually helped him as well. Because remember now when he came in, the affordable health care plan was his primary priority. Right? Yeah. Coming in. Now we hurt him. Right? Because, because the Tea Party side and they took advantage of it and he, he took a beating uh -huh. in, the, in the midterm in the 2010 elections. But he, right. but he could also say, I lived up to what I said. Right. Yes, I, I kept my promise. I, I kept my promise. You know what I'm saying? No, it ain't perfect, and and Lord knows, um, it's been subjected to a lot of legal proceedings subsequent to that, and it's still alive for now. Right? Yes. Of course, you never know. You know what I mean? Because yeah, uh, a lot of lawyers made money. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Speaking of which, um, I I sent you a text. Um, mm -hmm. the um. President Trump in his last year during 2020 claimed that the crime of the century was committed by the previous administration and John Durham and all that stuff. I oh. see we had a ruling yesterday where yes, uh, uh, the, 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 the steel dossier, right? The steel dossier. Yeah. 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 Um, Danishenko. Yeah. 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 The, the, Rus the Russian guy who was supposedly was, 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 a, was a critical part of this whole scandal. Apparently he was, right. he was acquitted. Well, here's the thing. Durham only charged him with lying to the FBI, you know. Remember I said this before. The federal government is something else, you know. What they will do is question you a, a thousand times until they catch you in a lie. Even though they can't prove the underlying crime, 
it's very easy to prove lying to a federal agent. Wow. All you got to do is change one word in your statement, and that's it. Wow. However, wow. it's amazing that they couldn't even prove that. That, that that was the stunning part about it because with with, with, with the amount of time they had to, at their disposal, right? Uh-huh. And and for them to not find one 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 incriminating a significant right. charge that a jury would say, Well we yes, they did violate this or did break this law. Uh-huh. That was that was that was that was interesting. Yeah, and, and then the easiest charge like I said, lying to a federal agent is one of the easiest charges that the federal prosecutor could, could try. They, they always throw that in because they always they, they might lose on the, on the conspiracy and all this kind of stuff, but it usually gets you online. Wow. And they could, five instances. The judge even threw out the, the, well, the first one was um, something else. The judge even threw that out. At point of day, he said, look, you guys haven't even proved this one. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and acquit him on that one. It's not even going to the jury. And then the other four, the, um, the jury acquitted. But that's the second acquittal. That they, remember, they had a lawyer back in May, and he was acquitted of all his stuff. And then they had a, um, I think this other guy was an FBI agent or something, that he didn't want to go through everything. Three people were charged. The first guy didn't want to go through the, the, the trial. So he pled guilty. But because the government, I guess, threw in um, the allocution, which is where, um, where, you know, during the trial, you know, when you plead guilty, the prosecutor walks you through and says, um, I should... Um, the government would be able to prove this and prove that and prove that. Apparently, that allocution wasn't strong enough because the the, the judge sentenced the guy to zero time. Well, Mr. And I- then the other two was, were acquittal. So this is this guy, Durham, he's not doing too well, I think. I see retirement in, in, in his future. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what that, that that that's 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 what the naysayers are saying now, or or is that antagonists are saying? Um, it's time for him to step off. Okay. Yeah, uh, but uh, let me show you something. A, a little interesting thing about him mm-hmm. is that um, remember back with the um, uh, I think it was the, um, the, the back in the Bush era there was a there was a controversy and he was hired to um, deal with it, uh, as a prosecutor to deal with it. And he basically found the Bush administration didn't do anything. He's, you know, he has a reputation as a hack. So which is why... Um, um, this, is, this, is, this, is John, this is John Durham. This, 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 is John, this, is John, this is John Durham you're talking about. Yes, yes, yeah. the special prosecutor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, 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 um, let me pull it up. He, 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 you know, why Trump chose him as the um, thing is because he um, had actually he, he, was appointed as a special pro- counsel in in a, in a Bush era um, thing, and um, he actually came down on the side of the administration. Yeah, um, but he also was nobody was wasn't, wasn't he based in Connecticut? Yes, he got a Connecticut. Got a Connecticut. He was a U.S. attorney. U.S. Out attorney out of Connecticut. Correct. Right. Correct. 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 Well. That's the politics part, and uh, of course, you know, we're going to hear a whole heap of different things. And of course, the deniers, you know, they, they're, they're already planting the seeds to let you know they, they plan to do that um, in mass, depending oh, on yeah. the results um, over the next uh, uh, 20 days. Which brings me to um, Georgia. These are some record numbers here for only voting compared to 2018, man. 80, they they have 85% line. increase. Mm-hmm. Compared, I, I compared, to, it, compared, to, compared to 2018. Wow. You think Herschel is the one that brought them out? 
<laughs> run, Herschel, run. Run, Herschel, run. Look, um, well, you know, one of the beauties of, of politics is speculating, right? Um, with these numbers, right? If early voting in 2018, day one was um, 71,000, and that number is up right. 60,000 to 131 for day one in 2022, right? Wow. The, the question is, that's significant. 85% is no joke, right? The question is, is this because they've had a significant increase in population? That could be a, that could be a variable. Is it, be, is it because um, the GOP um, didn't like the results in 2020 and, they, and they're looking for revenge? Is it, uh, or is it because the Dems believe that um, the GOP state-led state legislature want to marginalize them so they're making sure that they vote? I mean, you know what I'm saying? We could speculate as to a number of different reasons, but what we do right. know is the raw numbers are the raw numbers. And when you say an increase of this level from 71,000 to 131, 131,000, that's a lot of people, a lot. That is an amazing number considering that. You know, like you said, early voting is traditionally low numbers, mm -hmm. uh, and especially uh, in a in a state like Georgia, where they've been, um, you know, like you said, election deniers, and and the people are, they, 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 there's a lot of suppression of votes. Even with all the you know, remember, Johnson, they governor passed all kind of laws clamping down and and and, and different. You know, they they cut the the hours of early voting. And, then, and all kinds of stuff, which I did, and it made the centers less, which is why you have these long lines, is because they actually suppressed um, the thing, but yet you still have this outstanding um, turnout. So it seems like the, 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 the Republican Party's um, attempts at suppression are not working. And you're talking about a purple state. And um, yes. one of the things about purple states is when um, races are tight, you're going to see high turnout. Because yes. the uncertainty, right? This ain't a red state or a blue state, a predominantly red or predominantly blue, where, mm. don't worry about it, at the end of the day, um, um, X state gonna be red, um, gonna go Republican, or X state gonna be blue and go Democrat. Mm -hmm. um, with a purple state, because of that uncertainty, I believe you're gonna see a lot of people coming up because they don't know what to expect. And, and everybody right. vote, everybody vote conk. Additionally, that dynamic in Kansas, Right, that may have been a true indicator of what we're looking at. Where, uh, remember that abortion amendment, right? Yes. And, yes. and 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 states and people may be looking at that and saying, look now, if they could do this in Kansas, where mm -hmm. um, they are predominantly red, but they rejected a red a red uh, a pro red argument. Be careful. Uh -huh. Be careful. You check now. Yes. Uh, a lot of polls, a lot of polls now. The, the, the real question with 20 days to go is, has the Rovember, <clears throat> right, um, oh. movement, um, has that lost traction to what we're dealing with with the economy? And Dwayne, I'm going to ask you this question. we got a couple of minutes left. I'm oh. missing something, Emma, because if the economy is so bad, of course, yes, gasoline and all these different things, the commodities we, we normally buy, oh. the price is up. How come it ain't reflecting on Wall Street? What's going on, man? Listen, and you know Wall Street is a leading indicator. Yeah, man. These people know that this is a temporary thing. Yeah, inflation is ridiculous. So this is price. But, is this really price gouging? Is this really price gouging? That the Fed will get it down. The Fed will get it down. You know, and and you know the president is releasing fifteen 
billion billion gallons more. Yeah, yeah barrels of oil. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but but the question that I'm asking is is the is the inflation that we're experiencing is this real inflation or is this initiated intentional in, inflation from price gouging where where people just looking at making record profits because the cost of commodities are so high across the board because this don't make I any sense, man. I absolutely believe that. That's what I believe. I was actually speaking to a businessman, a local businessman the other day, and I said, look, this whole thing is price gouging. Nothing else explains it. Nothing else explains it. Nah, man. And now because, because normally, right, t typically <laughs> when you see um, an economy hurting, it also hurts the investment areas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I'm yeah. looking, I, I'm surprised that the Dow isn't, and, and the different uh, indices aren't down significantly more at the twenty uh, at the 25,000 level at least. The Look. Wall Street has already priced in this this artificial inflation. Is, is, you know, a lot of people on Wall Street are looking at it as an artificial thing. Like, this is an anomaly. And um, because the fundamentals are there for growth. The Listen, we're coming off the um, pandemic. And, I, I, and, and I, I, no, I, no, I'm glad you went there. Look at what happened with the pandemic when, 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 when the Dow Jones went down to 19 and 20,000. Why? Uh -huh. be, be, because the economy was shut down, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so now you're seeing inflation at, at, at record levels. Like that's, that's all that, that we're hearing from one side. Well, it was 1.4%. Now it's 8%. But yet we ain't seeing it. We're investments and people still investing. What's up with that? Because the fundamentals are there. Remember, Wall Street is not Main Street. Correct. And Wall Street, and Wall Street is looking at it and saying, look, these companies, the, the, the potential for growth is there. Not only that. Investment in Wall Street is all about you know potential for growth. And that's only, how you make money. And not only that, we go going to break now. Don't hang up yet. We're going to break now. Okay. Not only that, um, we know that the market gonna correct itself. So what we gain away with now is murder, right? Um, we're, we're, that, that's okay. Now we'll take a break. We'll be back right after okay. this. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. What is dedication? My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between. I think a parent's job is to protect our children but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Weekday mornings are a juggle, sometimes even a struggle. Morning Edition from NPR News eases you into your day and keeps you company through the chaos of a busy morning. Hear interviews that give you context on the day's biggest stories, along with reporting and updates on the latest breaking news. Stay on top of the world with Morning Edition every weekday. From 5 to 8 a.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1.